You're listening to the Love is Black podcast. Where the host of fly. The love is dope. And the conversation's always 100. Welcome back to the Love is Black podcast. I'm Carice. And I'm Harvey. And we are super thrilled to be here chatting today. Wow. Yeah, I didn't. I turned and then I looked back and we was recording. We just getting right up in it. I like that. Exactly. Are you eager to record today? Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. okay. Are you all right? I'm fine. You How feeling about, good? Are you feeling good? I'm great. Awesome. I'm just a little worried about you. Why? Why I shouldn't be. I should never worry about you. Who said never? Well, what I'm saying is I was a little concerned. So Don't I be concerned, baby. Yeah, I'm okay. good. I'm all good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you was on TikTok lately. Yeah, was... I was on TikTok lately. Yeah. You know what? I was on TikTok lately. I wasn't. Yeah, I know you wasn't. I saw, and you sent me a TikTok. I did. I saw a TikTok by Therapy Jeff, who I follow. And I think he's interesting. I think he's a, um, I don't know if he's a marriage counselor or a therapist. He's a licensed counselor. He's yeah. a licensed counselor. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's always had some interesting stuff. And I thought at some point we would maybe take one of his, one of his posts and kind of talk about it. And I saw one. And I'm like, this could work. And I sent it to you. What did you think? Well, we're talking about it, so... So what you're saying... I mean, <laughs> oh I was goodness. trying to lead us into it. You just here... I don't know how that was talk. leading us to it. <sighs> okay. You could have just led to it. Don't ask what I think. Oh but God. it's <laughs> Some it's semblance of totally fine. All right. So, uh, Mr. Jeff Gunther, mm-hmm. what, I have to slow down? Yes, Am I talking too fast? No. Do you not like it when I talk like that? Okay. We Is that a to, problem? We don't have to rush. Do I'm not have? rushing. Okay. Am not I rushing? Like, kind of. I'm not rushing. All right. Are you? Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm not Russian. I'm American. <laughs> All righty. It yes. was funny. You laughed. <laughs> I did. I did. So the post that um, Therapy Jeff posted, the one that I saw, was nine completely normal things that don't have to be a red flag in relationships. Yes. And I'm like, these are great. Let's talk about those. Are they all great? I wonder if you agree with all of them. So I'm very interested because I know you're very black and white. So mm. we'll see. You can throw we'll that see. in every chance you get. I don't have to throw it in. That's just who you is. If oh. anybody's listened to the podcast, they already know that about you already. Okay. All right. So number one, having a special place in your heart for an ex. It's an interesting one. What It depends on what that means. What is having a special place? Are you still in love with them? Are you still in contact with them? Or just mean, what do you, what is that? That would have been nice had he fleshed that out. Right. But, you know, he said, you know, some people are just special. They were special. special. Right. So if that was like your first love, I guess, you're never going to forget them. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that as long as it doesn't affect the relationship that you're currently in. But I think it's fine. I don't know. Do you have any old flames that you're like, middle of the night when I'm knocked out and you think about them like oh I have to wait for you to be knocked out to think about somebody I would at else? least hope that I'm not like, <laughs> like okay and you, old flames that you think about while I'm awake right next to you and we're watching something and you're like oh Harvey's next to me but damn I miss such and such like who that is I don't know you tell me, you have any old flames you think about? No, they wow. weren't cool. Like, we've talked, if you've listened to this podcast, you've heard, I don't have any great ones to talk about. Wow. So, no, 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 no. Wow. Mm-mm. Well, what do you think about the concept? I don't know about 
I don't know. I think it's it's interesting. It and it depends what the relationship is, like you said, with that ex. Like, mm-hmm. is that ex a part of your life still? Are they the parent of a child mm-hmm. that, you know, mm-hmm. you guys are co-parenting? Mm-hmm. So I guess in a way, yes, you have a special place in your heart for that other person, right? Because that is the mother of your children that's the father of your children that is the other person that you know your child's life would be greatly affected if anything happened to that person Mm -hmm. so you know you you might have a space there i I don't know about feelings though um a special place i think at best it's somebody who there's just still something there. I don't. I don't. Doesn't. I don't think it would mean that if they came back into your life, you get back together with them. But there's a bond. Maybe the relationship didn't end badly. Okay. Maybe you ended on you know high school sweethearts in different colleges, and they had to separate, mm-hmm. and they ended good. So maybe that person you still have some some affection for them because of how the, the relationship ended. But I wouldn't have a problem with that. You know, yeah. you still have a heart. You didn't change just because you got married or, or found somebody else. You still allowed to have feelings. So. As long as you don't jump ship, you know, I think it's fine. All righty. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Yeah. I like that. That was a very um, white perspective. Instead of the black and the white, you were like, that was very open. I felt like that's where I'm going white with is this. Open? The white and the black is just closed wow, off. Damn. No? I'm less, right. less that was black wrong. than when we started. It just ig- that's ig- interesting. ignore the fact that I said that. Okay. <laughs> Number two. Um,. Still attract, oh, well, attracted to people outside of the relationship. What do you think? I think we're still human. Exactly. Um, I was telling you the other day, I saw a picture of Nia Long, mm-hmm. because I'm following her on Instagram like mm-hmm. a stalker. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like, ooh, wow, Nia. Like, she could get it. Like, You sure that was you saying it, or you didn't just hear me saying it from another room? No, that was definitely, definitely me. You? Okay. Next time and you say that about, anytime. Oh, about a woman... Can I be there when you say that? No. Please? And any time that I see Morris Chestnut, that's always. Yeah. Like, that is my dream threesome. You, Nia Long, and Morris Chestnut? And Morris Chestnut, yeah. Wow. Um, that's interesting. That's that's interesting. Yeah. If we take Morris Chestnut out of it, awesome. <laughs> we remove Mo Chess, I'll be there to direct. Uh, you know, I'll get we the don't need direction. Set. Nia yeah. and I are fine. <laughs> right, whatever. <laughs> we're fine. We know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I agree with you entirely. Yeah, just because we, you know, just because you're in a relationship with somebody doesn't mean all of a sudden everybody else doesn't retain their attractiveness. We've said it before. I see attractive people all the time. It doesn't mean that I'm going to get with them. I mean, just I don't me- know how you're seeing these people all the time. I mean, I leave the house at times. I do. What I'm saying is that seeing other attractive people doesn't change how I feel about the most attractive person I know, and that's you. Wow. So attractive people still exist. I think I would want you to still feel that way because I feel like take that energy, bring it back home, and we do something with it. Oh, wow. I like that. That's like a that? very good concept. I think that for me, um, what I've found, and we talked about it on a previous episode before, is that a lot of my feelings, at least those of attraction or anything that has to go into like something that would be like, like a... a mental turn on or stimulus or something like that stimulus was the word i was thinking of but it's probably better to say turn on right yeah whatever would be um more aligned with whatever sort of like emotional connection or emotional thing that i'm pulling together with it so in other words you wouldn't so i feel like i don't see attractive people every day that's essentially where i was going with that oh okay 
Well, that's okay. Well, I feel kind of feel bad for you. Like, you know, wow, you're out wow. in the world. You feel bad like you're for me. Like, you're out in the world and you're not seeing a lot of attractive people. I mean, I okay. Don't, I don't know them like that. Well, I don't know them either. Exactly. <laughs> but I see them. But that's what I'm saying. It's different for me. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. What you, what, what you find attractive is different. Right. But I don't think that was always the case, though. I feel like you, like you said, you've grown into that. Your, right. your type before me was the light-skinned pretty boy. And now, wow. and now. Wow. Yeah, and now, wow. now. And then. And then you ended up with, you know, dark skin, pretty boy. It happens. You moved up. Good job. Number three, doubting the relationship now and then. I think it's typical. I think it's regular. You know, no matter what situation you're in, you're human. You're going to have doubts. You're going to have questions about things. I don't think there's no perfect relationship. So you're always going to wonder what's going on. Do you have doubts? Doubts? Sure. Oh, wow. You don't have doubts? No. Lies. I don't have doubts. Do you um, have concerns? What was that L? That's, that's like L. the loser L. That is I, no, not a lies that's a L. L. That's lies. I throw this up for your children say stuff that we know isn't true. <laughs> that is not for lies. That's for loser. Okay, you're not a loser. You're, you're a winner <laughs> who's lying. How about that? That's what we're going to say. <laughs> lying though oh my God. so no doubts concerns questions what what is your i don't have doubts concerns or questions now oh but you have in the past i guess when we go through rough patches right i th- i would assume that's what he's talking about but most of the time no i mean yeah. how often do we have rough patches like well, you know, we, we have we a get marriage. upset with each other yeah. like once or twice a year and yeah, then we have our issues we do what we can we move on and you know for me if anything it was earlier at the beginning of our relationship because when we got married you were i mean not that you're old now but you were younger and i remember i've said this before like a few days before we got married or the actual wedding because we actually were married by then mm-hmm. but the wedding i'm like you sure you want to do this you're young, you have kids, but you're getting married now. And I imagine you're going to see all, you got these friends out there doing this stuff. Are you going to feel like you missed out? Are you going to resent me because of all this stuff that you wanted to do and you didn't get the chance to? That's the only concern that I had. Because I was 35 and you were 24, right? 34, 24. 34, 24. So yeah, that's, that's super young. And like all this stuff that I imagined you want to do. And you didn't get to, you didn't get the opportunity to do it one because you had kids two because then you married me, so I'm like. But I still would have had kids. But right, yeah, exactly. But then adding me onto it, you know, kids are kids. But you've been Harvey into the situation. Right? I mean, but you still would have been around anyway because right. one of them kids was yours. One of them kids, yeah. Okay, I would have been around, but let's just say we hadn't been in a relationship. So had had we just not been in a relationship, but one of them kids was mine. Oh, so then I would have been a single mom of three. Like, what was I going out and doing anyway? Oh, I, well, valid. But I still had a concern. Okay, well, that's you. I, you know, we talking about it. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Well, hey, you were a single mom of two, and we got together. So, one extra kid because of that one person. One extra kid, a whole right. nother, like, baby daddy. Like, that would have been, like... Right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that would have made it more difficult. I feel like you still would have found a way to go out, hang out, and do some stuff. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because just for your sanity, actually, after hanging out with three kids consistently all the time after work, I feel like you'd need to get out. Wow. Now, I would have watched one of them kids. Definitely. The rest of them kids? You would have watched them like a babysitter? I would have hung out with my daughter 
The other two, for us, for a nominal fee, I would have watched all three kids. For a nominal fee, that's funny. <laughs> so funny. Uh, yeah. So, doubting the relationship now and then. That was number three. Mm-hmm. Number four. Same fight over and over again. He mentioned in this that there's tend to be things that just never really get resolved. So the same kind of mm-hmm. issue over and over again. This one, I really wish he would have fleshed out more. There are some people who argue over the same things over and over, but they're like major things. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like people who, you know, violate each other's trust, people who violate each other's boundaries. Mm. If we're arguing about that type of stuff, like these are major issues and actual red flags. Just because you're fighting over again and again and again, like, oh, he's out all the time or he's talking to this chick or we see this strange number on the phone or there's DMs or what. Mm. Like if that kind of stuff is happening, and it's consistent that is not totally normal so i wish he would have fleshed that one out because sometimes people are fighting over the same thing over and over and it's really it's toxic like it's not a good thing it is a major red flag and it's something else and usually what you're saying the action isn't really the issue there's always there's some underlying thing that person that guy that girl's getting dms and is getting random calls the issue wouldn't like the calls or the person it's but, you know, potential cheating or stuff like that. That's the question that happens. And if that's what you're doing, I'm not going to, I know I wouldn't be fighting over and over again about cheating. That's not even a fight. Did but, you fight about it in your last relationship though? Did not, I? Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it wasn't because it occurred. Was it like a recurring theme? Yeah, it was. And yeah, that's why I'm not really about that now. But that more than once it happened and like, not going to do it again. Sorry, blah, 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 whatever. And Again, that was like that period of time was like the most embarrassing time of life for me. I mean, personally, like I was just dumb in every possible way. There was no reason to be there. There's no reason to continue something like that. I feel like we've all kind of been there. Yeah. I'm like, just ridiculous. Like, what the hell was I doing? So, yeah, definitely that. Now, and it wasn't even an, it wasn't even an argument. What, what was this person going to say? Like, it was obvious you were doing it. What's your response? No. Like, that that's not my condom. And you said it was somebody else's. What am I supposed to believe? <laughs> so, <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so depending upon what the issue is, if it's small things and it's just something that you never really, really agree on, and the situation comes about where we're going to just argue about it, certain things you just kind of have to deal with and kind of move on, not let it affect the relationship. Mm-hmm. Big things are a problem. Agreed. And certain things evolve over time. Like mm-hmm. we constantly have the same thing with communication. Mm-hmm. Sometimes communication is just off with mm. the two of us. And mm. so that's been like a recurring theme. Right. But that's not like yeah. some major, you know. No, it's just something we need to work on. We know it's there. And I think we continue to progress. But it's not like it's not like marriage shattering type of business. Exactly. So, right. Number five, sleeping in separate beds. We did a whole podcast about this. We did. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I mean, when you, you know, you, you're doing a lot of business travel, so you're gone and sleeping in different beds, but, so I'm kind of somewhat used to that, but typically, I don't think, I don't know, you'd be, I know you'd be okay with it, you like sleeping, you enjoy sleep, you enjoy this bed. I, yeah, if you were going away, it'd be something totally different, Mm. but the fact that I go to hotels, like, I never get good sleep when I'm not in, like, this specific Mm. bed, or Mm. I don't have my um, weighted blanket, like, it's just not, it's never the same, Mm. so. So, if I go away, then? Then it's a different story. What story is it? 
it's the story that I like this bed, I sleep really well. So, so like you said that you're getting used to it, whatever, yeah. like you kind of, but you're staying in the same bed. Right. I, I go to a different place. It's, it's weird. It's probably cold a lot of the times. Like it's difficult to uh, regulate the temperature. Sometimes I'm rooming with people I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm rooming with people I know. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I don't know. I just, it's not always comfortable. Right. I don't right. know. But he said, you know, try it. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. And I don't know. It, I don't think it's for everybody. I don't think it's for everybody. I don't know that, you know, it's something that needs to occur as like a normal thing in yeah. a relationship. Yes, like 25% of married couples that were polled and for this one particular study, like one out of every four couples is sleeping in separate beds. Mm-hmm. And there are some celebrity or famous examples of mm-hmm. people who have entirely different households and right. they're they're flourishing and thriving in their relationships. Mm-hmm. But I definitely don't think it's for everybody. I feel like that's more a certain segment of people who really enjoy that or who need that so that they can get sleep that they need because sleep is essential. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't feel like it's for everybody. So I don't know that that would be totally normal. Like if I'm starting out a relationship and you're like, eh, I kind of need to sleep in my own bed. It's like, oh. I don't know. I don't know I, how long it's gonna last. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. I like sleeping next to my wife. So that that I don't know. I associate that with marriage. You know that yeah. that's like one of the things we should have our bed together. So, but if it became if it was out of necessity, I still wouldn't like it. But if we had to do it, I guess we would have to. But we talked about it. We'd make a whole. There'd be a whole thing to go with it. You know, I don't. I would just take you to your bed, tuck you in tight, make sure you in for the evening. You know, make sure you good. Other than that. You don't get to change beds. You stuck with me. It's really extra. The it's whole tucking in tight. Tight. Like that. If I could staple you into the bed. That's really extra. It is, but you be, but you know. like this bed anyway, so you wouldn't even I know, mind. But I just feel like it's extra, like the tightness. Like, like the, it doesn't like need like to the be the tight. Big staple guns. Just bang bang, and you know, like you'd be <laughs> in, like locked up in the bed. You can't go in. Moving forward. <laughs> What's number six? Number six is vacationing without your partner. What do you think? I've never done that. I've never, well, mm, no, I don't vacation without you. Right. I've gone on business trips. Right. But I don't vacation without you. But like vacationing without your partner, I've never done like a solo trip. Um, every trip I've gone on has either been like with my family or with you and then our family. Mm. I've never gone anywhere like by myself. Mm. Oh, if it's something that you needed, and I understand because of just the load that you carry, because you do a lot, you have a lot on your plate. If that's something you needed to do, I would understand that because we've talked about that. I'm a trusting soul. Hell, you could be cheating on me right now if I, and I wouldn't know. That's I'm just the point I'm making is that you could go on a vacation and I'm going to trust that you're going to go and just do it for release, getting away from your kids. I'd understand that. Your kids are a battle. I actually am going on vacation. So, that's, that's well, technically we we've about. both been on, um, we did, I did a bachelorette. It yeah, was I guess, more technically I town, guess we did. Yeah. But yeah, you did your yeah, I was in, bachelor um, party. I was in and Tampa. so we yeah. did vacation separate. Right. Um, but I am going on a vacation mm. with your family. Uh-huh. Yeah. Without you. Yeah. You're so happy. The smile. Look at that. <laughs> I'm leaving you. Oh, that's great. I think it'll be fun to connect with these girls. I, I think, think that. I think it's going to be fun too. I think I want you to connect we'll with time. this family. So I think you're going to have a good time with these girls. Deep, get deep into Lagarinus. Yes, we get to dive in to the, you know, 
the cult? The Gare River. The cult, you say. That's for, <laughs> don't say that in public. You know what happens. You know, somebody will call you and things will be happening and you won't know why. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Number seven, relationship therapy. Totally normal. Definitely. Yeah. I don't know. Why would people think that? The problem is... I think is people these, think... Yeah, the whole specter of talking to somebody, of yeah. getting a therapist, you know, especially in our community, this idea of getting help or having somebody hear you it's a bad thing well that and um there's just the concept that if you're getting therapy it means that you need help right where in there are people who are fine in their relationship and And they're just doing normal maintenance on it it's like getting an oil change it's just yeah you know perfectly right keeping everything running smoothly but what's interesting with a lot of religions because i know my uncles multiple uncles do this a lot of people before they get married they do marriage counseling first mm-hmm. and in those cases you're not doing it because you have problems you're doing it to prepare for eventual problems because you're going to get married and it's not going to be all peaches and snowflakes and puppies and all that peaches, is gonna snowflakes peaches. And puppies. obviously i don't like puppies i do like peaches do you like snowflakes i enjoy snowflakes not like we're going to see any soon but <laughs> but it's good, you know, if you get ahead of an issue, I don't think that means you're a problem. I think it's healthy. So a lot of people who do that. So, I, yeah, it's too bad that people that people would even consider that a red flag. I find that I respect a couple that say, let's go talk to somebody first. Mm-hmm. And let's kind of get into it, understanding that we're about to put some work in. And if we're prepared for it, we can only have a better relationship. So I think that's good. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Number eight. Number eight is, what is like differing, differing libidos, right? Mismatched libidos. Mismatched libidos. You can't read your own handwriting. I was writing it fast because you <laughs> said it last. I was trying to. The most important libido is the word that you can read. As long as libido is read, I knew what we were talking about. Oh, but, my God. But, yeah, that's who. It's how possible would it be for two people to want to get at it at the same time all the time? I feel like that's just human nature. Yes, I do feel like there are... Like, you can be too mismatched. Right. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Okay. Right. Oh, like, I'm... there are some people who just are just not really ever in the mood, and some that are always in the mood, and you can't find that balance because you don't really want to, you know, push the person who's not in the mood too far because mm-hmm. what does that make that situation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't make it comfortable for not, anybody. Not at all. Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole subject about this, about, I guess, husbands who are in relationships in sexless marriages and like I, I don't I don't forgot which I thought about there's a term for this where a husband feels like he's not getting sex and the, and the woman feels like she, like she's be I don't know like I, I don't know what like she's is. being pressured like she's being pressured like this it's there's some term for like being pressured to made to have sex and uh, you know you that's part of a relationship and it might be more important to one or the other spouse but it's definitely something that somebody's going to expect that they would want and you know when you that can really break a relationship it can because to a lot i think a lot of men a lot of people in general that's how people connect intimacy is important so when it's not there then it brings about all other questions why don't want you why don't you are you with somebody else blah blah blah, blah you kind of thing depending might be asexual there are people who are just not interested in sex at all right so then and that's I, a super mismatched libido right so then i'm not marrying that person right so or, i wish he would have said right, that because right. we're talking about nine normal signs right. that don't have to be red flags right. and a mismatched libido in some instances but can it, be very much a red flag this can you 
have that go on for a long period of time. It's like the people who get together who have mismatched um, ideas for their future. One might say, I don't want any kids. The other one might want kids. And they keep going forward in a relationship. Well, that's on them. Like, that's what I'm saying. So, like, these mismatched libidos, I feel like that can be an issue, too. Like, some people who... Like, how long can you do that? Maybe while you're dating and you don't see each other every day or you're not sharing the same bed, maybe mm-hmm. it's okay because you're like, okay, you might be having a balance there mm-hmm. where you see each other and you are both ready to do something. But when you're living together, or like you're years down the road and yeah. it's but not matched minute. up. Does an asexual person have a libido? Asexual people can have sex. Asexual people most times just aren't interested in it. I think there's like a spectrum to that right. as well. I don't know very much about it. I'm not like an expert on asexuality. Right. Exactly. But because I would wonder. I mean, well, I don't know. I wouldn't marry somebody who's asexual. That's a part of the relationship. I don't know how shallow or whatever that feels like. Part of it is sex. All the other stuff comes with it. But if I'm going to be in a relationship with somebody who doesn't want to have sex. We're probably not going to work out. We could be the best of friends. But so I can't see. uh, Can you I guess you can become asexual. Is that something that can happen? Well, definitely as people age, especially with women, menopause and hormone, Mm. things start to shift and change. And so I don't know that you're necessarily becoming asexual, but you might have a decrease, a sharp decline in your libido. Mm. Mm. But at that point, I would hope if you got together before that that you know you'd be able to work through that period of time because women getting into menopause there's a lot of changes for mm-hmm. the body and just mentally it's it's draining it affects your sleep it affects all sorts of aspects of your body your metabolism like whatever so hopefully you're just able to work through that mm-hmm. it's not like a permanent thing it's just the body adjusting to a brand new period of time just like puberty for children. Right. There's an adjustment period. Mm-hmm. Valid points, Mama. Well said. Well said. So. Yeah. Number nine. Not being transparent about everything. Because oversharing is real. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting one. That's interesting. Well, oh. we have this podcast. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we talk about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like I feel like there's a lot of transparency here mm-hmm. can i overshare um can you overshare i don't know but i think overshare is subjective to me that mm. depends on the relationship there can be relationships where you want to know everything about the other person there can be other relationships maybe more modern relationships where the i would imagine the same people who don't live in the same house but are married oversharing is probably not a thing because you know you're you essentially have two different lives Mm-hmm. And maybe if both of you are doing well financially, then nobody really needs to know about what's going on here and there. So I think it's possible to just, I've got my own life, you got yours, but we're together. I don't know how that would work for us. I don't know. I feel like I want to know what's going on with you. I, I won't speak for you, but I'd like to know what's going on with you. So I don't know if oversharing can be done. If oversharing were an issue, you're right. We wouldn't be four seasons deep, and it is, mm-hmm. right? So what do you think? Um, I don't know. Oversharing is not an issue for me. I don't know. I feel like there should be transparency. Um, cause I don't know what are, what is it that you're not being transparent about would well, there, be the issue. Right. There is nuance to all these things that he's talked about. There's kind of things that he probably could do a post on each one of these separately. Exactly. But he put them together real quick and maybe he'll expound and go with them. But 
oversharing could mean um, I don't tell you what toilet paper I use when I go to the bathroom because you don't need to know that versus but at the same time maybe we have the same bathroom so it doesn't matter I don't know (laughs) but overshare I don't know you know what randomly this came into my head I've seen this scene in this Tyler Perry movie I don't even know what movie it is but I'm pretty sure Tyler Perry's it's him recognize his face he's playing he's playing a husband and his wife got her tubes tied and didn't tell him Okay. And they kind of have this whole argument. And she's like, it's my body. I don't have to tell you what's going on. You wouldn't have to go through it. And he's like, well, when you're married, you don't make decisions like that without talking to the other. Right. Would that be, what would you consider that? Would that be undershare? I don't know why that came to mind. That's but I was totally just, undershare. Yeah. I mean, okay, do you think, that's a whole different thing. I don't know why it came to mind because it feels like it's something that should have been said. But didn't get said. Yeah, that's but, definitely a major issue. Right. Like nobody should make those right. type of decisions without their right. partner. Right. So that I think sense. if anything, it's obvious there's certain things that have to be talked about. Yeah. So. Well, I think that there can be some levels of oversharing. Perhaps like maybe if you know one of us is sick, like you don't need to know how many times you know I've gone to the bathroom or like what happened when I went to the bathroom. Agreed. You know I what agree. I'm saying? Agreed. And vice versa. Right. So maybe we don't have to be transparent about you know bodily functions but everything else i think is fair game mm-hmm. right so no bodily functions but everything else is on the table yes damn okay so everything will be put out there i agree i don't think there's anything i mean yeah there's nothing left you know you know you know my favorite music you know my favorite movies you know my favorite all this and that i know i think i know most of that stuff i feel so. like i learn stuff every day every day i don't know about every day but you know yeah, uh, often. Lot. I feel like I'm still learning. Honestly, and I think we had this conversation a little while ago too, I don't think either of us will ever really know the other because I feel, at least for me, that when I am getting older and growing and just learning more about myself, like I discover new things. So like, there's no way you could possibly know me 100% if I'm still learning about me and there are things that you know I have to then communicate with you. Like, oh, I just realized that I... Da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, I hear you, but I think as you grow and learn things about yourself, I think there are things about you that you don't know that I know. Hmm. And that there's things about me that you know that I don't. So I feel like when you discover something about yourself, I'm like, oh, she got there. <laughs> she got there. <laughs> because I think there's things, I, I, I don't know, I feel like there's things that you don't know mm-hmm. that at some point you'll discover. And when you discover them, it's better that you discover it as opposed to me telling you. It, to me, it's sort of like how we raise kids. We could tell them this is going to be a problem. Don't do this. Don't do that. But sometimes they just need to experience it to really get it. That makes sense. So I think I'm sure there's plenty of things. And I think it's, it's the case for both of us. But I don't know. I, I, the whole that we're changing, I, I don't know if I entirely agree with you. You're going to be, I'm not going to entirely know everything about you. And if there is stuff I don't know about you, it's going to be minimal. I don't think it's going to be like real. Life-changing. Si- Life-changing, not seismic change. I mean, your opinion might change the things, but I'll probably hear about it. Or we talk about it and discover it. But I think most the important stuff we'll always know. Hmm. And if it changes, we'll probably know because it's important, right? Yes. So that's what As least, long as I discover it first. As long as you discover it first. and then. <laughs> but I already knew. I'm like, yay, here you go. Doors open. Come in. Wow. Whatever. Wow. 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 Okay, so those were the nine 
totally normal things that can happen in a relationship that don't have to be red flags. Yeah. This was a TikTok um, by Therapy Jeff, Jeff Gunther, right. who goes by at Therapy Jeff. You guys should follow him. Um, probably a lot of good stuff there. I don't follow him yet, but I definitely will. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has his own podcast. This changes everything where you could probably learn even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've watched a few of his videos. He gets to the point. He gets into the root of some stuff. He's got a lot of followers. I think 2.1 million. A lot of people kind of are reading or listening or podcasting, whatever, hearing what he talks about. So he's a good follow. Yeah, has some good content. We yes. like him. I like him. And we like him. To. If anybody knows him, let him know. Myofunctional therapy is a, a thing that I would love to talk to him about. And with that... <laughs> Yes. With that, I think we have come to the conclusion that love is normal. Love is normal. Love is many things. But this good love is black. Thanks for listening to the Love is Black podcast. Please help support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a review. And connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Love is Black Podcast. See you next week.